0: Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp.
1: And we welcome everyone into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Brian Tripp, your host once again, and a special episode this week. We're joined by three senior members of the Penn State baseball team. The Nittany Lion baseball team wrapped up its 2022 season a couple of weeks ago in Omaha, Nebraska, playing in the Big Ten tournament back in the postseason for the first time in a decade and winning a Big Ten tournament game for the first time since 2008. And our three guests today, he members of the 2022 baseball team, Cole Bartles, a senior first baseman and left fielder. Tyler Shingledecker, left-handed pitcher. And State College's own Mason Mallott, right-handed pitcher, relief pitcher. Fellas, thanks so much for taking the time to join me here. Yeah,
2: thanks for having us. Appreciate the trip. Yeah, thanks,
1: trip. Mason, as a local guy who had an opportunity to pitch at Penn State, what did it mean as a team to achieve what you guys were able to do this season?
3: Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome for uh, for myself and the team. Obviously, it's been a grind my first four years here and to finally get over the hump and finally make it to the big 10 tournament it was awesome uh, just with the group of guys we had and um, it all seemed like everyone was excited and bought in for the same goals um, and the coaches pushed us uh, to our limits, and uh, we finally did something that obviously a team hasn't done in a decade here so it was awesome to uh, all come together and do that in my last college baseball season.
1: Tyler, he talked about the group that this team had this year. What made the clubhouse just being around the, your teammates, what made this team special to be around?
0: Yeah, it was a <clears throat> it was a different feeling in the clubhouse throughout the whole entire year, especially towards, you know, the the later end of the season. Um but, you know, going back from 4 years ago to to this past season, you know, I can't say that, you know, at the end of this year looking at each guy, like each guy meant just as much as the next. Um, And it was just an unbelievable culture that we had and that we built. Everybody cared about each other. And um, it didn't matter if you were playing or if you weren't. Um, All that mattered was winning. So I think that was the biggest difference, you know, when I was coming in as a freshman compared to this past season, was that everybody cared about each other.
1: Cole, when did – the team realized that this group may be able to achieve something that they they hadn't in a while. Was that during the season this year? Was it during the fall? Was it during COVID when everyone didn't have an opportunity maybe to play in that 2020 season? When did you realize things were starting to change with the program?
2: I think that this whole entire year, people were pretty bought in and believed that we could accomplish some great things. I feel like the the big kind of turning point for us, I mean, especially for me, came during uh, the beginning of our Big Ten play I felt like when we were kind of getting those gritty wins against Rutgers going into Maryland um, in front of their attendance record put, picking up a win, win on Saturday in that series um, and then especially those two wins against Purdue was kind of our turning point when we were like holy crap we're going to do this thing we're going to make it to Omaha we're going to uh, finally make it there so I felt like in the middle of the season was kind of our turning point um, especially when we figured we could compete with these big these big teams in the conference and some of the most uh, strength uh, highest most powerful teams on our schedule I mean it wasn't a matter of belief uh, because we had those guys like like these two just talked about there's a belief in the locker room the clubhouse the whole time um, from day one of the fall this team was uh, a lot different than the other teams that I played for here at Penn State but I feel like that turning point came in the middle of the season kind of when we started to pick up those big wins against big 10 teams on the on the road and at
3: home so yeah I agree I feel like um I don't know, in the years past, we've done well in the, the non-conference period before the season, and then we get to the Big Ten, and it just seems like we, uh, we couldn't put it all together. Um, some of the losses would be big losses, but this year, we were in every game, and then we were pulling out those wins that we wouldn't have pulled out in the years previously. So I feel like that's what felt different about this team a bunch. And then when we started stacking more wins together in the Big Ten, it's you kind of had that feeling that we we were going to be able to do it.
1: Confidence goes a long way, and this is to any of the three of you. Confidence goes a long way, and obviously to start to see those results during the season, that helps to lead to even greater belief. But I think all of you referenced a belief maybe even coming into the year for a program where there were some trials and tribulations, but you had a good year in 2021, but there wasn't a postseason tournament. 2020 was off to a really good start but then COVID hit. What was it coming into the year maybe that had at least that foundation of belief that you were confident before you even started to stack those wins on top of each other?
2: I would say it kind of came from the guys who had been in the program for a while. I mean, us three right here um, were kind of the older guys in the program. There's a few other guys. But those two years, I mean, especially 2020, we got off to a hard start, but we didn't even get to play in Big Ten play, so you don't even know really what was going to come of that season. Obviously we felt as if we were pretty prepared and we were good, but you never know. I mean, we were still losing some games we probably shouldn't have that season. Um, obviously there's no conference tournament. Then you go into 2021 and uh, we had well, probably, if not the most talented, one of the most talented teams I've ever played with here in 2021 last year. Obviously you get to play all big 10 games played pretty well. I thought, I mean, there's some close games again. We we're kind of seeing the program start to change last year, but um obviously there was no Big Ten tournament so we couldn't get to get to make it there or see what would have happened in the postseason and this year it's kind of up to us the older guys to kind of pick that up and carry it on I feel like there wasn't that uh bully-ish senior mindset from the top you know where everyone has to listen to us it was almost like a joint effort and listen we believe guys like you guys gotta buy in with us and, and good things will happen because we've played baseball baseball a sport where you where anything can happen doesn't matter the size or the skill necessarily all the time, you know, great things, miracles can happen, I guess, in baseball. And I feel like from the top is just, you know, older senior leadership like us who kind of um, made sure the young guys were bought in and, and could believe from day one.
1: And I'll tell you broadcasting the games. And I would agree with you that starting with that Maryland series and then into Purdue, by the time we got to May, sitting in the booth broadcasting the games, no matter what the situation was, the 4 nothing Big Ten tournament game against Rutgers, the game at Pitt where all of a sudden the game changes and they take a lead into the ninth inning, there was always a sense for me like, yeah, they're okay. They'll find a way to get it done. Do you guys feel the same way down in the dugout throughout the games?
0: 100%. I always thought it was the, the funniest thing that, you know, you look around the dugout and you, you see the guys, you know, even if we're losing late, like, there's never a doubt um, in anybody's faces or, you know, in in our attitudes or our energy, you know. It doesn't matter. Like, we all knew that we were in every single game, you know, if we had an outlet that that we had a chance.
1: Mason, it wasn't always, and this isn't a knock on the program, but just the belief that you talk about with the team, it wasn't always that way. Sometimes... I can think broadcasting in past years, you'd go, well, Penn State baseball, what's going to happen now? You almost expected yeah. the worst, but now you learned to expect the best. And I think that's a yeah. really big transition that, that you you guys deserve a lot of credit for, for helping your team feel and believe that way, and then the results followed.
3: Yeah, I feel like, um, obviously, we've worked a ton on culture in our program, and I feel like it's, it's not meant as much in the previous years as it did this year, just in like that point of view right there, when you get down early in games or late in games, I feel like in the past it was almost like it's over. And this year, it was just an opportunity to keep fighting through and and try to find a way to get yourself back in the game. And then once you're back in the game, anything can happen. They can bring in a pitcher that is struggling that day and you can score a couple runs and take the lead and then win it late. So um, I feel like in the years past maybe we wouldn't be able to do that as much as we did this year just cuz we had a different mindset and a different idea on everything
1: Bart one of the things that you brought up was that it didn't really matter the role that a guy was in and look Tyler ended up starting the first game of the Big 10 tournament he started a couple games at the end of the year this year but throughout most of his career he was a reliever Mason is able to pitch as a reliever and a starter you were a pitcher then you're a first baseman you've played outfield you've done everything it seemed like this year that be, because there weren't necessarily set roles for everyone, everyone had that role, whatever it was, and pulled the same weight. Did, did you have that sense too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you can kind of tie this in with culture and everything, but I mean, everyone's main goal is to win. You know, People didn't care as much about individual statistics this year, um, like some of the years in the past. There's a lot of, I don't know, some of my best friends, but some of the guys were super selfish and didn't care if we were winning, so... You know, to talk about the roles, it didn't really matter where you're playing, whether you were a starter, reliever, closer. If you're on the bench that day, whether if you, I was playing first, left field, wherever I was and wherever my teammates were, everyone wanted to win. That's a, that's all anyone cared about. Um, um, and in, in the end of the day, it goes back to you know everyone having that one that one goal of winning. It was the first time I really saw that in this program in the six years that I've been a part of it. So I mean, that helped propel us definitely, especially down the road in some of those tight games like Pitt. You know. When we're down, what I don't know what the score was. Vienna, I know we scored 14 runs to win, which was just insane. But some of those games like that this season, when in years prior we would just you know kind of throw in the towel and say, all right, guys, like good game, but we d- we died, we're done. Um, we kept fighting, and you know you look around the dugout and people are making eye contact, like let's go, dude, like we believe we can win. You know we still have a chance here. We're still an out. There's still a pitch. I know it sounds cliche, but I mean that's the truth. You know no one really gave up.
1: Tyler, talking about those roles, when did you learn that you were going to start the first Big Ten tournament game? And what was the thought process going into that? And you put up a career performance, obviously.
0: I actually found out. It was, uh, shoot, when did we get there? We got there on, uh, was it a Monday or Tuesday?
1: Yeah, Monday. It felt like forever until the first game. It
0: did. It was the, uh, I think it was the first practice we had in Omaha, which was at that indoor facility. I think it was on like, I guess that was Tuesday.
2: Yeah. So that's,
0: that's when I found out. And, you know, I just, you know, just like as Bartles was saying, you know, it didn't matter if I was starting or relieving, but I was, you know, honored that I had the uh, opportunity to throw the first punch in the tournament. And, um, you know, the biggest thing was just giving the team a chance, you know, and that was. That was that was the main goal. You know, when I was out there, it didn't matter uh, who's at the plate. You know, I had the guys next to me and behind me. So um, I was just ecstatic that I that I had that opportunity to throw the first punch and, um, you know, and that it that it went our way for sure.
1: Mason, talking a little more about that game. Were you out in the bullpen when Matt Wood hit that shot over the bullpen?
0: No, I was
3: actually, I was in the dugout. I was the first guy out of the dugout. So I was in the bullpen for a while, and then I came down. uh, Actually, I came down to get some rally gum, I think, and I stayed for that, and I was the first guy out of the dugout off the bat. They said it it was going crazy in the bullpen.
1: (laughs) I was wondering what the perspective looked like from out there because obviously all of us who saw it from behind home plate, man, is that ever going to land? What is rally gum?
3: uh i don't know just like uh bubble gum and i don't know try to start a rally i guess we were trying to play some more runs so we were going for the rally gum i
1: guess are you guys a a superstitious group
3: uh not not totally i wouldn't say that but uh i think it was something something we tried uh we tried there i'm superstitious with at some point. They come
2: I think it depends on who you ask that question.
1: Definitely. Sure. Put up the numbers that Matt did this year and to bat almost 400 the entire season and win the Big Ten batting crown. What's your perception when a teammate puts up those type of numbers?
2: Um, it was just insane, to be honest. I couldn't even fathom some of the games that this kid was having. You know, myself, like, I, I don't know. I, just to be around 300 for me, I was happy, you know. Um, at times, and I was just trying to get back up 300 times, and I was like, how is this kid keeping his average uh, climbing the whole time? And he's batting like 430 at one point, and he walks away, and he's like two for three, and his average climbs again. I was like, what is going on? And he was so clutch, and it was unbelievable how consistent this kid stayed throughout the entire year. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. I've never played with anyone who had that good of a season in my life. It was fun to watch. It was fun to be around. You know, It was fun to play with because there were so many big moments that he came up big in. Growing up in, like, high school and, and even, like, youth baseball and stuff, there's those kids that are, like, you're going to get a hit every single time. Mm-hmm. But never in college, right? You never see that kind of thing um, at the college level. And, you know, I'd be on second base. I'd be on base and I'd be like, well, I'm scoring here. Woods up. So it was unbelievable. The kid had an unbelievable season, stayed so consistent throughout at such a high level, which is just so impressive. And, um, you know, I commend him for that. It's just unbelievable
3: what he was able to do this season.
1: As pitchers, Tyler and Mason, how would you pitch Matt Wood?
3: Uh, I don't know. Throw something and hope he messes it. Yeah. <laughs> hope he has. A,
0: hope he has an off at bat. Um, he was my least favorite, obviously least favorite guy to throw to, because no matter what, if he was down 0-2, he was still going to battle back. Probably a two-two, three-two count. You know most of the stuff that you throw like a, a breaking ball in the dirt or something, he's just gonna spit on it. Like he's he's just such an advanced hitter that it's it's just such an incredibly tough out.
3: I uh, I would just try to hope for some weak contact is uh, is what I would hope for.
1: Cole, the one thing I wanted to add though to that is Matt had an unbelievable year and he meant so much to your lineup. And this isn't to take away from that, but the year that you had Jay had at shortstop. Josh Spiegel, I think, one of the elite power hitters in college baseball, playing even in a, a big ballpark at home. Billy Gerlot, the clutch hits after clutch hit. Anthony steals a freshman coming through in the Big Ten tournament. T.K. his big hits. You know, Derek Cease is a freshman getting on base in the nine spot. Like this is a lineup that really started to find its groove as the year went on as well. And sure, Matt was a cornerstone to it. But I, but I hope not everyone gets overshadowed because of his accomplishments too.
2: I mean, everyone knows uh, Matt went had an unbelievable season, but yeah. you know, one kid can't win every game in baseball. It's not a sport where one guy can really take over. I mean, he he came pretty close to be yeah. honest. But I mean, there were some unbelievable moments this season, um, especially guys like Billy and Taven, who had their ups and downs throughout the year. I mean some huge clutch hits that allowed us to win some of these games that we we definitely don't win in the past. I mean, unbelievable moments. Our lineup finally, for the first time consistently, I guess, was able to kind of mesh well and work together and know what each person had to do in order to score runs. And that's our main goal as of an offensive unit, you know, score runs. And, you know, the top of the lineup got on, middle lineup, did a great job power-wise. People were drawing walks in big situations. You know, even may have guys like Anthony Steele walks up in a big spot. I don't remember if it was, uh, might have been Michigan State, walks in a big spot, facing their closer, guys showing ninety three, ninety four, hasn't he hasn't um flown a bat all day, walks up, no practice swing, single to right, drives in the tying run or something like that, something crazy. So, I mean, just big moments. People all kind of ties back to that confidence and belief in each other. Um, and, you know, Matt Wood what, was what that cornerstone and kinda of kept us all going, gave us hope in some moments that we uh that it was easy to lose it, you know. But as a as a whole, our offense did a great job working together to, uh, to accomplish our goals for runs.
1: This is fun to, to reflect on it here. Have you each, as seniors who've played your last game, had a chance to reflect on your Penn State career? I know it's so hard to do in the moment, and it's raw there in the first couple of days after the game, but now that you've had a few days and you're starting to move on to that next thing, have you had a chance to reflect on it?
2: You know, it hasn't, like, fully hit me yet, to be honest with you. I haven't, like, been able to totally sit back and like accept that it's over um you know but I mean at the end of the day personally for my journey I had been through so much as you mentioned as a pitcher um I had big elbow surgery early in college you know there was COVID there was me transitioning positions and I think at the end of the day um you know my whole dream was to play professional based on my whole life and um I'm still happy, you know, with how far baseball took me and, and all the experiences and opportunities that I was able to, to be a part of, you know, and, and to experience. When I looked at myself in the mirror after that last game, you know, I, I could smile and, and uh, be happy with everything that I've accomplished and all the people I've met and all the opportunities and, like I said, experiences that I've gotten to go through. But I still, to answer your question, I still haven't really, like, accepted the fact that it's over yet. I mean, it's still kind of fresh, you know. So that's kind of where I'm sitting right now
0: yeah i'll bounce off of bartles um it's uh it's definitely like a a weird time right now especially for me um but you know i i've been talking a lot to you know family and friends and every time i've talked to them i've told them that you know i can look at this past season and know that i left everything out there on the field and i'm sure these guys did too i mean everybody did on the uh, on the team Um, and so like, you know, now that the season's over, you can look back and, you know, there's none of those what ifs, there's no doubts, like all of us put ourselves in the best position to be successful and to win ball games this year. And I think that was the most important thing, you know, for me, hopefully I'll have the opportunity come July, you know, to sign professionally. Um, if not, I still have a year of eligibility. So, I mean, I still have some baseball left in me, hopefully, um, but it is weird, you know, that the season's done and that I don't, you know, we don't get to all be in that clubhouse right now and that we're still playing.
3: Yeah, sure. I'll, uh, I'll finish it up. But, um, I left, the I left the field obviously upset, uh, pretty much knowing that, uh, this could be the end of my baseball career playing wise, at least. Um, but then once I got back to the hotel room and I, I talked to Bart about this too in the, in the room, because he was my road roommate. And I was like, I've just been thinking about it. Um, I kind of had like an up and down season. I had moments that were great and I had moments that didn't, didn't go exactly how I wanted to. But every time I had those moments, I always looked back on my career and was like, I did a lot of cool things at Penn state and I had, and I had a great career in my eyes. So that always kind of uh, helped me get through those tough moments this year. Um, but, yeah, I have no regrets, and I enjoyed my career. I loved every moment of it. And uh, for it to end in Omaha, uh, in a place where a lot of college baseball players never get to make it, uh, it couldn't have ended any better for uh, me and my opinion.
1: This is only kind of joking. What are your families going to do now? I mean, you three are all three players who've had families at every single game, I think. My
2: dad is like distraught. Like, what do I do with my life? I think he's missing it more than me right now, to be honest with you. But, uh, I don't know. He's, uh, for me, we're trying to get into golf. So that's our next plan.
0: I'll tell you what, my, uh, my mom, I'm guaranteed. I mean, she's still going to listen to you call the games cause she absolutely loves listening to you call our games. Um, but my parents just recently got a boat. So I think that was their midlife crisis. And, uh, They're going to be on the boat a good bit.
3: Um, I definitely know my, uh, as long as my family's in state college, they will still make it up to some games next year. So um, they'll definitely be around to see the trip.
1: One of the cool things, and there are certain things that you don't share, that you're around, you see it, and it stays inside the clubhouse. Uh, But one of the really cool things, and I saw it from each of your parents, and the reason I brought them up is – You don't see it all the time. And I've been fortunate to travel with a lot of teams and be around a lot of teams that have achieved special things. But sitting on the bus, when you guys are walking out of the stadium after the last game, I saw each of your family members go up and and hug Coach Cooper. What does Coach Cooper mean to you? And and it's not just Coach Cooper, the entire coaching staff, and I know Coach Newman uh, specifically with the pitchers too. But that to me is unique. And, And look, I know there are times... That are tough, and it's not always the easiest thing to get through some situations. But in the end, what did Coach Cooper's impact have on each of you and the entire baseball program and team specifically? You know this year, but also throughout your careers.
0: You know, Coop. You know, he's he's at the the front of this. You know, he's at the front of it all. And uh, good or bad, you know, he's gonna he's gonna receive you know a lot of the feedback.
1: Yeah, and and not to interrupt Tyler, but real quick, like you said during your interview after the Iowa win in round one that a lot of this is for him to have this experience too because he's helped put in the work and to have this opportunity to coach a team and have success in Omaha in the Big Ten tournament, something you said post game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like I said, he deserved it. I mean, when when I was, you know, saying that, just thinking back on where the team was, you know, my freshman year, especially, you know, for, for Bartles and the Lot, even them, Um, it's just to see where it came from. Like, that's hats off to Coop, especially in the in the whole coaching staff, and then the players especially, like, you know, the, the core that, that definitely helped push the team in the right direction. But going back to what you were saying, Coop, you know, he obviously was the one that gave us all the opportunity to to come and play college baseball. You know, he was the one that, you know, sat down, you know, whenever we were in high school and and wanted us to come – play at Penn State and it was just, it's just like a, I don't know, like for our parents, for them to, uh, to you see that and have the opportunity just in general. Um, and for, you know, all the parents at the end of the year to see the year that Coop had, uh, I think it was especially important, you know, and I thought it was pretty cool that all the parents were going up to uh, Coop and, you know, hugging him and, and Newman as well.
2: Yeah. Just the same stuff here for me, just to build off of it, um, kind of going back to what I just talked about a little bit. Um, i just been through so much here at Penn State, you know, and not only did he give me the opportunity to come play baseball, which was huge, but, you know, Coop, uh, Coop didn't have to give me every opportunity that he did, and he didn't have to stay by my side because, you know, I went through some really tough times throughout my college career that a lot of other players probably would be done after, to be honest with you. Um, and that's just so important, and my family knows that. And so when my dad went up and hugged him, he just, I think he just said, hey, thank you so much for every opportunity you gave my son. Like, we respect you. Thanks for sticking with it. Like, you deserve to be here. You've been through so much. You've been through so much here at Penn State. And, you know, to finally see it all start to come together is huge for him. You know, my family, you know, loves him and respects him. And especially for everything he's done for me. Um, It's just so important. And, you know, I can never repay him. And my family knows
3: how important that is to us. I'm going to say a lot of the same things that they did, but basically uh, what I told Coop yesterday in my uh, meeting with him, it was basically like, uh, I appreciate you just giving me an opportunity. I was like a walk-on when I came in. And obviously not a lot of people had any idea what I could do, but he gave me an opportunity. um, And then once I got that opportunity, I obviously ran with it. But, uh well my parents uh pretty much were just thankful for being that um being that guy that was always by my side when I when I had my injury too he was there for me um obviously it was it was a tough situation for me just because anytime you have an arm injury it could uh obviously hurt your career and you don't know what's really going to happen at that point so he was there for me through all of that and then uh Once I came out on the other side of that, he continued to give me opportunities, um, which people don't have to do. Obviously, after my injury, it took me a little time to get back to where I wanted to be. But he still kept giving me
1: opportunities to go out there just because
3: he had faith in me. um, And I feel like my parents really respected him for doing that along the way.
1: And Mason, you finish your career throwing in the second most games ever by any any Penn State pitcher besides Jack Anderson. Um, so that's a pretty notable accomplishment, not to mention the great numbers that you had and everyone uh, on, this, on this podcast had here today. We could talk forever, recap the season, talk about your lives and, and talk about baseball. Before I let you go, though, maybe just go around the room and say, I know you touched on it already briefly, what's next for each of you? That way the audience kind of knows what what you're working towards, what's on the horizon. Cole, you want to start again? It kind of seems like you've been hitting lead off here all year.
2: You know, I'm trying to figure it all out right now, to be honest with you. I've never really thought about the real world yet, so it's kind of scary. Um, I started interviewing for some full-time positions, um, so I'm hoping to accept a job offer here pretty soon. For I finished my master's in August, so I'm hoping to get a full-time opportunity in the fall. Um, I'm hoping to accept something here pretty quickly. Uh, hopefully it's New York or Boston, but I might end up anywhere, so who knows where I'll be. Um, I'm trying to also. I've been having some some talks to some people in professional baseball in terms of, uh, you know, get into analytical coaching esque side of baseball, and you know, maybe I'll end up there. So, maybe I end up in sports. I don't know. I'm just trying
0: to figure out my path right now, and we'll see what happens here in a couple months. For me, you know, I'm I'm still throwing and lifting up until the draft comes in in the middle of July. Um, ideally, you know, it's been a dream as well as everybody's, um, you know, to to grow up and play Major League Baseball and play professional baseball. So hopefully I'll have that opportunity come present itself in July. Um, And uh, besides that, you know, probably just getting better at golf, uh, (laughs) hanging out with family and friends while I can here in Charlotte. Um, And then, you know, depending on what happens with the draft, then go from there after July. So there's a lot of unknowns for me. Um, in the future, but we'll see, you know, where life takes me. So I'm excited.
3: Um, Yeah, I'll finish it off. But my plan basically right now, uh, I just applied to um, a master's program at Penn State. So I'm hoping to get into that and then uh, jump on Coop's staff. I want to help these pitchers um, continue to develop more and try to give uh, Newman an extra hand uh, on the team with his pitching staff. So, uh, that's my plan right now, to to join the staff and help move this team in the direction we did last year and the years before.
1: Well, I know the one thing that, whether it's a coach, administrator, most people say when you come into a college program is one of the goals is to leave it in a better spot than where you found it, and to each of you, your entire class, uh, you certainly did that. So congratulations on great careers for each of you. It's been fun to follow your careers and get to know you as people, too. Um, And we'll have to do this again sometime. And you're always welcome back in the broadcast booth at, at Metherfield, too. Thank uh,
2: you. So appreciate it. you, man.
1: Cole Bartles, Tyler Shingledecker, and Mason Malott from the Penn State baseball team. What a great year for Rob Cooper and his Penn State Nittany Lions. Can't wait to get back to Metherfield at Lebrono Park in the spring. This was the first time since 2019 that fans were back at the ballpark this year. The crowds were great all year long, it was fun, it was exciting. And the team really fed off that and had a great 2022 season. Congratulations to each of those guys on their accomplishments. And also congratulations to the entire team and coaching staff for all of their hard work. It paid off this year with a berth in the Big Ten tournament and an upset win over third-seeded Iowa in round number one. And thank you for tuning in to our podcast here today. If you like what you heard, make sure you rate, subscribe to our podcast, share it with your family and friends, and thank you again for tuning in to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.
0: Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.